Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey guys, Carrie here. We've got an amazing special Mother's Day episode for you. I'm talking to my mom, Linda, and Ashley's talking to her mom, Soledad. Plus, we have our kids talking smack. So stay tuned. We love you. We support you. Thank you for supporting us as mothers. We support you as mothers. We've got your back. Happy Mother's Day. All right, ladies, our first guest is my mom, my favorite person. You've heard so much about her. And if my dad will stop talking, we could have a beautiful recording here. <laughs> Can you just shut up? Hi, Mom. Hi, Ash. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Are you excited to be on your first ever podcast? Mm, not really. <laughs> This is not my thing at all. Well, let's start off with an easy question for you. Okay. This is for our Mother's Day show. I'm interviewing you. Carrie's interviewing Linda. Linda. Listen, Linda. Linda. How have you liked being my mom? Can you repeat that, please? (laughs) (laughs) How have you liked being my mother? I love being your mother. It's the best thing in the whole wide world. It really (laughs) is. That's no joke. That's serious. That has been my sole purpose in life has been to be your mother. That's nice, mommy. All right. All my questions are going to be mom related stuff. So I know you're more of a person than that, but it's really what it's all going to be. It is more than a person than that, but it's not really. It's really all that I am. I mean, yeah, Yes. And what? Right. There's so many other facets to you other than that. But anyway, we're not getting into any of those facets today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's take it back. How did you like being pregnant? I did not like being pregnant. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Uh, Well, A, I was very young. It was a different time. Back then, Pregnancy was not what it is now. You know, people did not wear tight clothes and say, Ooh, my belly was so cute. Back then, moo's were worn when you were pregnant. It just wasn't the same. It, no, it was not fun. It was not cute. It was not, I know I did not enjoy it. I, and I think it was partially because I was just very young um, when I was pregnant. And then, yeah, just no, it wasn't my thing. No, no. I enjoyed more having you, raising you, than the whole carrying you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the opposite so far. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I know the answer to this, but you, I'm just going to say, so you did not breastfeed. I did for three very short, tumultuous months. Oh, it was three months? Yes. It was three very short, hard months. Months, But again, you know, I was very young, very uneducated. I did not know much about breastfeeding. I did not know the other side of it, that you needed to get to this other wonderful part of it. It was just tough to get to. I I just thought that you were on because I I couldn't make good milk. I didn't know that you had to get through this not good milk to get to this really good nutritious milk. Yeah. So had I been educated and well versed, maybe I would have hung in there. I don't know. Well, I feel like things have come a long way since the mid 80s, you know, in terms of like 
education on it and no, stuff. No, I just think I was just not educated. I think I just was not educated. I think it yeah. was me, my circumstance. I think it was just that. But even like at the hospital, they didn't have a lactation consultant. Yeah, but we were poor. Yeah, but still, I went to a normal hospital. And at, when I was in the hospital recovering, they had a lactation consultant go around. And that's, you know, I also read all those. We, were, we went through like stuff. the clinic. We were like yeah. poor. Yeah. What was the first moment or first memorable moment you had where you were like, oh, Oh, yeah, that's my child. That is my child. I don't think you were ever anything like me. You and I are so different. (laughs) I mean... Are we, though? We are. (laughs) You were laughing out. You were happy. You were smiling. You came out of the womb smiling. The doctor said you were smiling. I was always miserable. How is that? Right? You always would say to me, I like to have fun. I'm like, well, lucky you, you know? (laughs) Fun? What the fuck is that? I don't know what fun is. What about about when I cursed as a baby? Maybe that was the moment. Well, yeah. (laughs) That was true when you would say, oh, shit. That Yes, that's true. Oh, shit was one of them. Yes. Yes, you're right. Oh, shit. Uck you was another one. That was probably (laughs) it when you said uck you. Yes. (laughs) But that was more like learned behavior. Yeah. I don't know. I think you and I are very different. And I think why you and I are so close is because I have an admiration for you more than anything else. That's nice, Mama. Well, you know, I have an admiration for you. And I, again, I think it's because we're so different. Yeah, yeah, that's we're a good point. We're very different creatures. Yes, but I also think we're very similar. But yeah, maybe I want to think that. I don't know. Okay. What was the worst thing I ever did? When you told me about that you weren't as perfect as me. <laughs> that was not as a child. That was as a teenager. Yes. That was the worst thing you ever told me. I think what I said was, I'm sorry I'm not as perfect as you. I think something like... You said something like, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the worst thing you ever did. And I, I don't think it was the worst thing you ever did. I think it was the um, mirror that you shined in my face of my expectation of you um, that was like, holy crap. I am doing something to her that was done to me. I was like, Mm-mm, can't do this. And that was a big light shined on me. I realized something very, very big. Oh, I never knew it was that. I never knew that was like the thing about it. I always just thought I, like I said, a bad thing. No, no, it was, it was more enlightenment for me more than anything else. Huh. There was never anything the worst thing you ever did. It was more, you know, you'll, you'll realize this about being a parent. They never do anything really wrong. If they ever do anything wrong, you always wonder, what did you do wrong that that made them do something wrong? Oh, yeah. Every <laughs> single day. <laughs> every, every multiple times a day. Yeah. Like if they have a bad self-esteem, it's like, what did I do? Well, how did I raise them that they just don't have this great self-esteem? It's like, what did I do wrong? So if ever, you know, it's 
it's whatever you did always gave me some sort of sense of enlightenment on myself and how I raised you or how your father and I raised you rather. That was the big light shine. I was like, ooh, I must have some big expectations on this child. And that's just a lot for her to carry. So that was that was huge for me. Huh. You never really did anything really wrong. Well, I did plenty wrong. I mean, I guess that and the big party you had when I Daddy and I went away. <laughs> Also, I was in college during that time. Yeah, so that's the worst. Oh, and let's see, what's the other one when you wore <laughs> this little sweater that was like a crocheted sweater to school? Daddy took you to school and you didn't have a shirt under that. That was probably <laughs> horrifying. And I never saw it. I was just told about it. I think I, I was horrified in my heart about that. <laughs> Who told you about it? The school? This is, that's one of those things that makes me cringe when I hear about it. Yeah, your father told me about it. Why didn't like, he make me put a shirt on if he told you about it? Like, I, I don't know. I just, and I'm like, <laughs> he, you let her go to school like that? <laughs> Like you thought that was appropriate for her to go to school like that? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 too, yes. Oh, that one's cringy for me. So there, you had asked for one, you got three. (laughs) (laughs) All the forging of your signature on school documents also, I would say. Yeah, I don't see that as bad. I did that too. Who cares? Yeah. Well, it's to hide bad grades and shit, but, you know, whatever. What was the best parenting advice you ever got from anyone? The question specifically says from your parents, but I don't know if you have great parenting advice from your parents. Holy shit, I don't think I ever got good parenting advice. Yeah, and I don't think you ever did anything the way anybody ever wanted you to. You were like, this is how I think it should be done, and this is the way I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, pretty much, yes. I never wanted, no, yeah. I had my own way. I wanted to do things that I felt were right, right or wrong. I let my heart kind of lead. That's one of the things that I feel like I need to do more is stop listening to people's advice, even yours. Stop listening to everybody's advice and just like go with my gut. But sometimes this like reflex kicks in where I'm like, oh, I'm doing a bad thing. I'm doing this bad. And then I feel like I need to listen to everybody. I think for the most part, my instincts, like all of us, right? As moms, our instincts are pretty good. So I need to just be more like you in that in that regard. Yeah, I think you just got to do what you feel is right for your child because nobody has your child's best interest at heart more than you and your spouses. And that's it. Yeah. You don't have to go too into this, but did you ever want to have more kids? Yeah, I did. Secretly. You wonder if you do the right thing just having one child. I think you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think you did the right thing is what I'm saying. Only having one child (laughs) is what I'm what I'm saying. (laughs) You used to pick on me. You used to play this joke on me and say that you were pregnant and I would cry. Remember? Yes, of course. I remember I did that all the way through until you were (laughs) in college, even when you were out of college and you still cried. Even when you were married, I did it. I mean, <laughs> the, the time that the, the joke failed was when I was in menopause. Even that was kind of <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad I don't have siblings, though, I have to say. Do you think? 
It just is like a whole other person that you have to consider and like I just adding don't them understand into the mix. why that's so horrible though. Siblings ah. are all right. I have I have two of them. They're all, they could be okay. Yeah, sometimes and other times it's just like an, another annoying person to argue with. Mm, the, if not them, there's always somebody else. The world's filled yes. with people. I mean So why add more? <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes through the bad stuff and through the good stuff, it's always good to have people to share your life with. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I've had a a nice cushy life where I've always had you guys and, you know, now I have Matt and Sebastian and stuff. So I do take that for granted a little bit. Mm -hmm. What was the hardest parenting moment and or uh, hardest thing you had to tell or explain to me? I think when you realize that you did things wrong as a parent, when you look back on your life and you realize that what you knew about your life was wrong, And you had to go back and say to, when I had to say to you, there were a lot of things that I thought that I did right were actually wrong. And I'm sorry about that. And I kind of felt that they probably weren't right. But to get confirmation that they were wrong, that's a hard one to have to go through. But it's also, it's also kind of uplifting to go through the process of making the change, being able to do the right thing, and knowing that you're evoking change for generations to come, and knowing that you're doing the right thing for generations to come, that you're not repeating damage from generations before you. So it's kind of, I I know it's more of a serious topic than really needs to be for something like Mother's Day. No, but it's it's valid. We all bring shit from generations before. To realize that I caught it, that I realized it, and that I was able to say, "Mm, some of this stuff isn't the right thing to do. I realize it. I'm glad I realize it. I'm sorry for it. And it needs to change. I'm working on it. I may not get it right all the time going forward. When you catch it, let me know and let's work on it together. I'm going to do my very best to do the right thing. I'm going to change everything I can in my power. And I promise you, I'm going to listen to you and do what needs to be done so future generations don't go through what I went through. That's tough. That's hard to go through, but it's, I'm proud to be able to do it. Yeah, uh, I can only speak to this as your daughter. You know, it was hard to see you go through that more than it was anything for me, I think, because I saw that it brought you sadness and hardship and uncomfortableness. But I feel very fortunate to have and truly lucky. And I think that's part of why we're as close as we are, because I mean, we were close even before all that. But it's one thing to be close and then realize all that shit. And then what do you do? Yeah, but of all the hard stuff you go through there's also the discovery part too i don't want to use words like metamorphosis and stuff like that because it sounds so hokey but it's kind of true i was raised to to have a set of beliefs that weren't really mine and to now have a whole other set of beliefs that i'm discovering that are mine is kind of cool yeah it feels good and they're mine and nobody can take that away from me now I like that. 
That's true independence. I never had that before. Yeah. So although you have to swim through some shit, you get to some nice clear blue water at the end. That's nice. Yeah. Honestly, as your daughter and as a grown up, not as a child, to see you go through it as an as an adult, it's encouraging. It's encouraging to see somebody that you care for, even though they're going through bullshit and hard times and stuff like that. It's nice to see that like at no point in your life are you just stuck in being a certain way or feeling a certain way or Mm -hmm. you can always change it two more fun questions we'll keep them short okay what would be your parenting advice for moms raising toddlers in the middle of this crazy fucking pandemic I know it's tough. You have them in the house all the time. Uh, They're crazy maniacs. Uh, I can see Sebastian. (laughs) He's so hot-tempered. He goes hot and cold so quickly. I know it, but here's what I have to say. They grow up so quickly. He changes so fast. They all change so fast. Enjoy and savor Every minute while you can, it goes so quickly. Try to enjoy it because I will tell you it's a gift. It's a gift every moment you have. Uh, This pandemic is for the people who have suffered a loss. I'm sorry for that. For the people who've been sick, who've been damaged, whose lives have been changed forever for it. I'm sorry for it. But I will say that in the weaving in that, I think there has been so many little gifts from the pandemic. And I will say that the family time that people have gotten is so special. I think that mothers, overall mothers that have been juggling one job or two jobs, work at home. You know, mothers who've who've had to work outside of their homes, who now have been able to work inside their homes. I think a lot of mothers are rethinking that. Are rethinking going, leaving their home? It may be funny and they may be saying, I can't wait till the kids go back to school. But I think next week, baby, next (laughs) week. (laughs) But I think people are seeing a value in having their family. For sure. I think fathers, fathers having time with their children, you miss out on so much. These overbooked children that had 20 things keeping the soccer, the 20 million things keeping them outside of the house, they don't need it. They just needed you. I know it sounds old fashioned. I know it sounds crazy. We don't need all this stuff. We don't need all this stuff. We just need each other. And that's really the the silliest thing and the most basic thing I can say. Oh, God. Now I feel bad about all the complaining I've done (laughs) on the show for the past year. I mean, I don't feel that bad. Just a little. I feel like we've all filled our lives with so many things we just don't need. And I think this pandemic has just given us the insight to realize that all we need is just a little bit more time with each other. Yeah. A little bit more quiet time, a little bit more time with each other. And for that, I'm just truly grateful. And a little less spreading yourself so thin across so many different things. All right, here's my last question for you. What is your favorite part about being my mom? My God, you're a laugh a minute. (laughs) 
whether you're trying to be funny or you're not trying to be funny, whether you're snarky as shit, whether you're, <laughs> you are just my favorite fucking person in the whole fucking <laughs> world. I love you to pieces. I love you too. Aside from your father, you are my very best friend. I don't know how that happened. I did not want you to be my best because friend. Because you didn't have other kids. Because <laughs> it was just me. I swear to God, I always said I am not your friend. I am your fucking mother. I you just, did. I did not want to be your friend. I set very stringent rules. I was very strict with you. I yes. always made you go have your friends and all this stuff. But I don't know how it turned out, but you are my my very best friend. And I, I don't know. I love you dearly. You are just so fucking funny. I love you too. <laughs> I think I was like 26 when I was like, it's okay for us to be friends now. We can be friends. <laughs> Dude. That and a whole shit of load of therapy made me realize <laughs> that it was okay that we were fucking friends. I gotta tell you. I needed not one, not two, but three therapists to tell me it was okay that we were friends. You are my best friend and I love you tremendously. You know that. You're yes. my girl. Yes, I love you. Anything else you want to tell the world? <sighs> No, I don't give a shit what the fucking world thinks. <laughs> Unlike you, I could give a rat's ass. It's not that I care. I just need the validation. I don't know. You just like telling the world. I don't like telling the world anything. Right. I like telling the world what I think. I think yes, is the problem. I, where that comes from, I'm not really sure. Hence how different we are. <laughs> I'd rather hide in a cave and not tell the world <laughs> shit. And you would rather stand on a rooftop and fucking tell the world <laughs> their fucking business. <laughs> That's so true. I just want to tell everyone my opinion on everything. <laughs> I think you're funny. That's all. I, I know. That you're my biggest fan. bitch thinks you're fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, world, you now know all of it. Soledad, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know this is not your cup of tea, but I appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. I love you so much. Thank you I for having me. I love you so much. Me. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you. So well-deserved. You're a great mother. I'm so Thanks, proud mommy. of you. I love you. Love you too, baby girl. Hi, Mom. I've been wanting to interview you for so long. Thanks for coming on the show. Happy to be here. Oh, Mom, I love you. So for uh, our Mother's Day episode, we figured that we would interview our moms because we talk about you guys so damn much. We might as well uh, get your side of the story. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Question number one. How do you like being a mom? I love it. I can't even imagine what my life would have been like if I never had the opportunity to mother someone. Can you imagine if the answer was like, I hate it? <laughs> that would be terrible. Well, moms are used to answering things uh, very creatively. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, just so the audience knows, you've mothered like a lot of other people, too. You've mothered your youngest brother. You've mothered my cousins. You've done a lot of mothering. It's in my blood. Okay. So did you like being pregnant? Because, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I love being pregnant. Just talking to that baby in there, which of course was you. Um, I was one of those belly rubbers. The end was a little dicey, so that swelling stuff at the end, but I try to put that for you my You had the mind, diabetes thing, right? No, I had preeclampsia. Oh, okay. The high blood pressure and 
looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Right. Remember they thought I had it and I was like, no, I'm just swollen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I have anxiety. Sorry. (laughs) Everything else, up to the last month, everything else, I loved it. Did you breastfeed? And if you did, did you like it? I did breastfeed for a few months. Did not really like it. Me neither, Mom. I have to say, back in that day, I'm sure the technology was there, but no one mentioned breast pumping. No one mentioned anything like that. So I didn't have that option um, available to me. You were a slow eater. You were tough to latch. Uh, I was leaking all the time. I just... Yeah, if we had the breast pump, I think it would have been a total game changer because I like the idea of it. I went to La Leche meetings as a nurse. I was into the idea of it, but yeah, it didn't really work very well. Yeah, me neither. Is there a moment where you thought, oh yeah, that's my kid? I have I have those moments with Luna, like when she cracks a joke and she gets like comic timing or when she prat falls, I'm like, yeah, it's my kid. Or when she talks about buttholes and vaginas. <laughs> How about you? What Was there a moment where you were like, oh yeah, that's my kid? Well... I have to say, you were not that much like me growing up because you were so easygoing, just accommodating, wonderful personality. I mean, it was very easy to mother you. But when you were, I don't know, maybe nine or ten, we were driving in the car and you saw a bird on the ground in the road. Luckily, there wasn't much traffic and you started screaming. And I, of course, you were in the back seat because you rode in the back like forever. Guys, I rode in the back like <laughs> truly almost until high school, like truly and in a booster seat. For like forever and a day. Truly, guys, the big joke was that I was going to have to learn how to drive from the back seat of the car. Well, you fit in it, so you you, you stayed in it. I'm trying to die. You guys want to know why I'm messed up? Here we go. Here's one section. Anyway, go ahead. So you saw this bird, and you said, pull over, pull over, pull over. And I'm like, Carrie, I'm So I pulled over because you were freaking out. Maybe that was a, the initial awareness of freakouts, but you were freaking out. So I pulled over. I Took my life into my hands walking into the road to pick up this bird. Carrie got out of the car. I said, Carrie, this bird is dead. No, no, it might be alive. It might be alive. It might be alive. We have to take it home. So we took it home. She looked up the number for the Avian Society. I remember this. And I put it in a shoebox. <laughs> I'm like, what? Avian? So we put it in a shoebox. I said, you're not bringing that in the house. You're not bringing that in the house. We put it in a shoebox. She put it out on the porch. Uh, she calls the Avian Society. They said, we don't really do that kind of thing for just regular birds. And you were so convincing. I mean, you just convinced this woman. We could bring it to the Avian Society, which was not in our hometown. And, and so hung up the phone. We were going to have to prepare to drive this bird. I don't even remember what kind of bird it was. It was small, maybe a robin or something like that. And we went out and it was gone. I know. And we did not have cats that roamed or anything. It was just stunned. It must have been stunned. And we got it out of the road and it was able to recover and fly away. And I said, oh my God, that's my kid. Yep. I've always been like that with animals (laughs) and anxiety. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure my audience has thought about this from my potty mouth and I'm sure they're thinking I was a terrible kid, but what was the worst thing I ever did? Well, I mean, I don't think I'm looking at it with rose-colored glasses because you really were a good kid. We were good buddies. You know, you just went where I went. You, such a good 
companion. It, it was really wonderful for a single mother. I was going to say, I, I remember, and you know, I never shared this with you because, and you yell at me now that I never shared this with you, but I did sort of feel the responsibility of you being a single mom. And so I really didn't want to make it harder for you. Well, that's good. I mean, I mean, really, we try to teach our kids manners, all of those things to make parenting yeah, easier. Yeah, I just had empathy. I was like, oh, let's just yeah. go with the flow. Yeah, and, and that, I think that's a good trait as long as it doesn't cause too much anxiety. Right. But the high school years, have to say, peer pressure is real because the high school years were where it got hard. Also, guys, Catholic school makes you do bad things. <laughs> Because you just have to rebel. It's Public school kids are always better. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I was very big. Of course, all parents want their kids to be honest. and But safety was so ingrained in me. And that I carried that from my childhood about car accidents and whatnot. That's my own thing. But, of course, I put it on you a little bit. And you're bit, also and a I nurse said, who has seen terrible things. Right. And you're in the school play. You're a freshman. You got a, a lead role in the play and you're practicing with seniors in high school and you're there on the weekends. You're there at night. A lot of play practice. And I'm not there. I'm driving you to and from, but I'm not there. So I said, you do not get into a car with anybody. I'm dropping you off to school. I expect you to stay at the school and I'll pick you up when you're done. The kids would go out and get burger, you know, burgers for lunch. I said, let them bring back your food. I said, they can bring you back something or you can pack something. Oh, my God. I'm sure that. Oh, my God, Mom. What a nerd. Way to just ostracize me forever. Jesus. First, I'm coming to school in the freaking backseat of the car. And then you're like, you're not allowed to go to McDonald's with your friends. Oh, you took the bus to school. Anyway. Oh, yes. She she promised. She promised. Oh, yes. That's okay. But my poor daughter, she could never get away with a lie. Carrie, you you just couldn't do it. So, obviously, she went out with her friends to the burger place. My husband had a friend who said, Oh, Dave, I saw your daughter at, you know, McDonald's. And, of course, he came home and told me, and you were busted. I was going to McDonald's for lunch. I should have wore a wig. I should have wore a wig. (laughs) Incognito. Oh, small towns. Oh, my God. Okay, so what is the best parenting advice you got either from your parents or from anybody else? Well, I have to say, my mother really led by example. She wasn't preachy. She didn't really say anything in particular. But I had a coworker, older nurse woman that she had eight children, which even then that was a lot. So, and she was so mild mattered and she kind of mothered us all. I remember we were in the break room. I don't know how we got on the topic, but obviously talking about children. And she said, just be prepared for one big thing your child will do that will upset you and not to overreact. Because they're all going to get at least one. And I never forgot that. That's a good advice. I never heard that one. Yeah. Lee just evidently um, spun Luna around so hard that she can't walk because she's so dizzy. And now she's laying down. <laughs> you okay, Luna? No? She likes being just dizzy. Just close your eyes, okay? <laughs> all right. It's like dad's your older brother or something. Um, one way to put the kid down. Yeah. Did you ever want to have more kids? Well, I have to say childbirth was difficult. <laughs> Childbirth was difficult, and I did remember it. I remember it to this day. So that, you'll forget it, really No, I don't forget any part of that terrible time. Me neither. I mean, it was worth it, but I didn't forget it. But I still would have wanted to have another child. So, But I was single for most of those good childbearing years. But right at the end, that window, I did have an opportunity when I got remarried. I remember asking you if you would like to have a brother or a sister, and you said no. No, hell no. And you said no. I feel like I have the best of both worlds because I have my 
you know, half brother and sister, but I wasn't raised with them. So I get, got to be both. I was shocked. I have to say, I was shocked. But I, I was already mad song. I had to sh- share you with my stepdad. I don't want to share you with anybody else. You're my best friend. I don't want to share that shit. I took it as a sign because, you know, my back wasn't that great. But I would have still tried. But, yeah, so I didn't have it. Ashley <laughs> says the same thing. She she said, I never wanted any siblings. She understands. Yeah. So what was the hardest parenting moment or, like, the most challenging thing about motherhood? The hardest parenting moment. And there were others that were smaller, But the hardest one was when you had that infection in your finger, which didn't seem like much. I mean, so big deal. And then your cuticle got infected. But you were three. I knew it needed to be looked at. I took you to a pediatrician and the pediatrician said, oh, you have to go to a hand surgeon immediately. And I was like, what? It's just a fingernail cuticle. And me, he called and got us an appointment immediately. Oh God, that's so scary. When they do that, you're like, oh, shit's going down. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can you go right away? I said, okay. So I'm in the car driving. I'm trying to cry quietly as I'm driving. Little three-year-old you in the back seat. It'll be okay, mommy. It'll be okay, mommy. That just makes it worse. (laughs) Well, oh my God. You were amazing through that whole... Never underestimate your little ones because you were amazing. We go to the surgeon. Oh, actually, we went to a regular surgeon first. And then we go into his office for a consultation. He looks at it and he said, oh, you need a hand specialist. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, yeah. You and we need live a in a small specialist. town, so like we don't have a lot of better now than before. But You need an orthopedic hand specialist. So then he made another call. We had another immediate. And I'm telling you, this did not look that bad. It was red, but it didn't look that bad. So it goes to show you, you really do have to take your children to be seen because you don't, all, even a medical person, you don't always know. Evidently, um, finger infections in little children are extremely difficult. And there was a possibility of an amputation of the finger. So that was a really my most horrible moment as a parent. I still have that finger is weird still. Yeah. Yeah. That was months to heal. Hardest thing you had to tell or explain to me as a kid. Or I guess any kid that I mean, I mean, we could say me, but if one of the girls, if you No, now we get now we get into the things Carrie likes to talk about and I don't like to talk about. <laughs> Growing up, we lived with my parents. My family, we love children and I never intended to stay there that long, but I ended up living there for quite a few years. It was really a good experience, but my father was an alcoholic. It, it wasn't abusive per se, but it was difficult. Yeah. And having to explain to my little girl, she was not to ever get in a car with her pop-up because he drank too much. Of course, that's me. Safety first. I knew I had to tell her because sometimes I wasn't there. He never did. He never did even attempt it as far as I know. No, he did. Don't you remember Um, this? uh, You know, I I try to think of the good things. (laughs) So you had overslept. This is when I went to Mrs. Horn's. So I, you had overslept my my pickup from school. And so I called. The, the school teacher asked me to call. And I called and pop-up answered. And I said, can you go wake up, Mommy? I need to go pick up. I need to be picked up from school. And he goes, no, I got you. Then he showed up. And then I had to tell the teacher that I couldn't go home with him. And then she drove me and I went to Mrs. Horn's. And I hung I just- out at Mrs. Horn's and she gave me costume jewelry. And she made me cookies. It's good to have good neighbors. <laughs> Well, see, you were a good girl. You listened. You were a good girl. And no one was judgmental. I mean, they just were like, this kid knows what she's doing. And then I just went and played at Mrs. Horns for a little while with all her amazing costume jewelry. (laughs) And then Pop-Up didn't really fight it, thank God. That would have been horrible if Pop-Up had fighted. 
Yeah. I think the teacher made up a good lie or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, she's staying after school to play. I'm sorry she called. I think she made up some. Yeah. Never underestimate what your children hear, see, and can understand. You just be frank and explain. Best piece of advice that you could give moms for raising toddlers during a pandemic? Well, the answer to my last question kind of feeds into this. Children are very resilient. They see things. They hear and understand more than you think. So just show them by example how to stay safe. Do the hand washing. Do it together with them. But your example, following through. You have to be consistent. You have to follow through. And they'll want to be like you. You do the social distancing. You wear the mask. You just explain why. You explain what you're doing. They'll take it in their stride. And what's your favorite part about being a mom? Everything. Just everything. Including when I used to call you every 10 minutes while you were at work? Uh, you know what? I didn't mind. I will tell you because my sister, Aunt Marie, she once said to me, oh my God, that's a lot of calls. You know, I said, but would I want her not to call me? I would never, ever want you not to call me and it be important. So no, I never minded all those calls. It's just, no. That's one of my favorite things about Ashley is that she has a very similar relationship with her mother. And so she, we understand, you know, that our moms are our best friends and we call them all the time. And, and then we always do this with our guests. I don't even think Ashley did this with her mom because her mom's <laughs> like, please, no one reach out to me. <laughs> Um, do you have anything you want to plug? You want to talk about your Twitter? Do you want people to follow you? Anything you want to plug? Well, I am on Twitter. <laughs> Go ahead, Mom. I am on Twitter, and I have I have 1,400 followers. I know. We've talked about your Twitter on the show before, so, Mom. So I'm actually, I'm doing pretty good. And no, no paid followers. Guys, she's <laughs> kind of a big deal, just so you know. I got them all one by one, but... She posts very good health content, in case you want some I health enjoy content. it. I follow medical Twitter, nurse Twitter, parenting. I got into it because of the funny parent stories. And then it evolved into COVID, then medical Twitter. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So what is your Twitter handle, as they say? Nani underscore Linda is my... So I'm nurse Linda. I'm nurse Linda, but at... Nani underscore Linda. And that's N-O-N-N-I-E? Oh, yes. Don't forget the E. N-O-N-N-I-E underscore Linda. I'm an Irish girl with the nickname Nani. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mother, as always, it was an absolute joy talking to you. Thank you so much for raising me and being the most amazing mom inspiration. And now we have this little beast over here that we can all help raise together. And thank you for helping raise my daughter. You're welcome. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Love you, mom. Okay, Sebastian, say hi to everybody. Hi. Can you say hi, mommies? Hi, mommies. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you love about your mama? Mm, giving her love. But why do you love your mama? Because him, him holds my prince. I love that. That's so nice of you. You're my prince, you know? Yeah. Okay, so can you do me one more favor? What? Can you say, Happy Mother's Day! Happy Smile Day! Bye! Bye! Hi! What's your name? <laughs> Are you a doctor? Yeah. Can you tell me what is your favorite thing about me, about your mommy? I see me like a Can you tell me what's the, your favorite thing about your mommy? Um, me and me taking a walk. Oh, us taking a walk? Can you say the tits and the shits? Tits and the shits. Say it one more time. Tits and shits. 
the tits and the shit. Tits and the shit. And then, oh. can you say Happy Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day. Oh, say it one more time. Happy Mother's Day. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Mom Taraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.